Thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. We here at the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast are simply fans of hockey, the New Jersey Devils, and professional wrestling, and are not to be considered as insiders or news reporters. Please note that opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of its hosts and occasional guests. Listener discretion is advised. Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Chip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. folks high sticks and super kicks podcast hsskpod.com twitter what's your fantasy this is the wrong kind of podcast if we're gonna do that <laughs> it doesn't involve hockey or wrestling <laughs> folks if you checked out our twitter i'm sorry i used mariah carey because i figured i was gonna use that as I the as a musical intro it. but I, I i couldn't i couldn't bring mariah <laughs> Maybe some best No, so I went ludicrous. Still, it's fantasy. You know, you, how, you know how hard it is to find fantasy stuff you on YouTube. You could have given me a million guesses. Yes. What the song was. Yes. And I never. No. Well. Wasn't in my wheelhouse. Listen, it's just it is what it is, and it's it's over. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> speaking of over, Seth Jones is hot <laughs> yeah. for the next let's four get, to five weeks. Let's get for, right into it. How's that for a fucking lead-in? Wow. I mean, you, you know what? Hockey season started because you know why? Injuries are happening. Big time. Not even. Not just like, oh, they're out for a couple of days no. you know, with a broken nose. It's, oh, we're out for... Or general soreness or... We're out for months. Yeah, I mean, we can skip to that. We, I mean, Corey Perry out five months. I didn't see that. Today. Yeah, Corey Perry's out five months because of a um, MCL uh, tear. Seth Jones, four to six weeks, sprain. Uh, like, what the hell? Hey, look, this just adds to the list that Columbus, if I had to really, like, on paper, mm-hmm. they're a deep team. But right now, there is so much. Wrong. Like, there's like a hurricane of. Just distraction going around. Yeah, especially. I mean, we we can tie it in too. Um, um, Panarin told uh, told the GM, "Hey, listen, guess what I'm doing? I'm going to free agency." Right. Exactly. <laughs> so now you have to think if you're Columbus, do I a 
try to get through this storm right by you know playing with what i have not trading panarin not trading bobrovsky and trying to win it all in now or do i trade panarin for a defenseman that's going to kind of be a band-aid until seth jones gets back or do i trade panarin and or do i trade bobrovsky and try to get a defenseman mm-hmm. you know like they have the options or do they just try to go all in which was three shows ago yeah i don't Columbus is in a shitty situation. You you now you have a big injury. You have two players that are up in the air, status wise, and you're also trying to, to move up in, in the uh, in the division to, to be a, a an actual competitive team with your um, Canon third jersey uh, sweater. One. No, Winnipeg's <laughs> new one isn't bad. It's terrible. It's different. I can look up that jersey and see exactly what it looks like on geekyjerseys.com. It looks like... like plug. plug. Um, it looks like something you'd see in a men's league. But it's not bad. I mean, it really... I, I would take the Winnipeg jersey over the Columbus Cannon. Okay. I'd go the opposite way. I like the Cannon over the... Then again, I, I mean... I like the colors in both. Yeah, yeah that's true, yeah. Then again, I would go with the Binghamton Devils uh, yeah, character yeah. Uh, caricature of, of a, a devil with a hockey helmet on. Yeah, but I'll tell you what: a lot of people were worrying about. Well, we're saying like, why didn't Winnipeg go back to the Winnipeg their, Jets thing? They yeah. can't. Is it because the new team is the new team? It's not the old team. Who is um, Arizona owns? Is the old team's uh, right. son of a bitch? So like they have to get special permission. Like when they played in that outdoor game, the mm-hmm. Heritage Classic, they had to get special permission from Arizona to even do like the old logo. Right, right. But I don't mind. It's not the worst one. Right. So we did that. Uh, Montreal's Max Domi. <clears throat> suspended for the remainder of a preseason because of his cheap shot roughing call on Florida's Aaron Ekblad. What do you think about that? Considering that the preseason means nothing, um, considering that they didn't, they didn't um, fine him financially, I mean, preseason is preseason. Max Domi has a spot on the Montreal Canadiens team. Um, was, it, was it a cheap shot? Yeah. He sucker punched him. I mean, as a kid in high school, I mouthed off to some kid, and you fucking sucker punched me. I deserved it. But here, here's my feeling about the just the sucker punch, not the the, the suspension. Mm-hmm. Like Ekblad did nothing to protect himself. Did he not really think like you push me once, and I say, "Look, dude, I'm not gonna fight." You push me twice, fuck off. You push me for a third time, like move your mic. You know. Towards her, a little bit away. You know, for the third time, that like he's not going to give up. He's probably going to punch me. Uh, and he did nothing, and now he looks like a raccoon because he broke his nose and he has two black eyes and a concussion. But like you said, preseason doesn't count. All right. He didn't get fined. No. Like I mean, that's a win. Like Max Domi doesn't have to play in preseason. No. That's a win. You, you you just gave the Montreal Canadiens another opportunity to, to find a kid that may make the roster. Right, and and... He wasn't going to probably play in those games. <laughs> they were going to let some kids play, but it just adds to the shit show that is Montreal. Montreal. Right but when you look at all these people forecasting what, what uh, team's points are going to be and where they're going to place, they're, they're placing Montreal higher than probably, you know, we, we had a list of, of where they were going to be, and we, we picked the bottom four teams as being, what, Montreal, Ottawa, um, the Vancouver and, and, and who else? The Islanders. The Islanders, right? 
but okay. everybody's like like they're making Montreal seem to be like they're going to be you know inching to that eighth playoff spot well, kind of thing. When you have one of the best goalies in the league, you never know what could happen. And again, true, they can they, again we, they can band together like like every other team and go. You know what? Everybody call, tells us we suck. Well, guess what? And their coach Julian, he could play the Vegas card. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks we're going to finish last. I'd like to the Lou Brock. I'd like to give him a big shit burger to eat. <laughs> Even you, Dorn. Uh, yeah, that's some what, signings. What the hell's going on in Canada, man? There's all those teams. Yeah, we got some signings. Uh, Shea Theodore <clears throat> re-signs with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Seven years, thirty-six mil, average of five point two. Not bad. Finally, mm-hmm. the Wood has come back to New Jersey for four years, eleven million, average two point five. Like we said last week, I think it's five hundred grand too much, but. That's fine. I now to harp on him. I I don't and and I'm I actually mentioned this on on Twitter to a few people and, and I actually got some devils like beat reporters like replying to me. I was like, holy shit! I guess that's what happens when you take your privacy your, your account uh, off privacy and, and it's open to everybody. They actually respond to you. Um, I, I said he's not Miles Wood as a player. He has all the skills. He has the speed. He has the ability to do twenty goals a season. He, but what he doesn't have, in my opinion, is that full body. No, he can not. he can fly down the rink, but he, he can't go left and right. He's a north south player. He, he hasn't put it all together to say, you know what? I'm going to hold out. Hold out for what? I mean, it, I think he was looking for exactly what he got. You know, it was. I don't think what, he was then, asking for like four million dollars. Then what the hell took Shiro so long? I think what took him so long is maybe he was looking at camp and he realized that Lappin, while a good AHLer, might not be a good third-line guy. Which he actually got uh, demoted to to Binghamton. I mean, if you look at who's still around, Mm -hmm. Quinville, I think Quinville will be there in New Jersey until... Miles Woods ready to go. Okay. Because that's what he saw. He saw, look, all right, maybe Miles Wood is the perfect fit for that Zajac, Miles Wood, maybe Nosen or Boyle, um, Strat- Stafford, you know, fourth line. Mm-hmm. And then Quinville's kind of your, your black ace. I, I just, uh, I mean, in the end, I just don't. I don't think he was he's he's nothing north of a good third line player. I mean, yes, you can put him second line. You can probably put him first line if you absolutely needed to, but it just if he's hot. But he's your, he's your, he's a, a a stone cold uh-huh, um third line player. What? So he's a stone cold. No, no, he's a he's a stone cold what? Th- Yeah. <laughs> Juvenile. I know we are. What else we got? Yeah, Shea Theodore back in Vegas for seven I think years. That they needed to sign him, especially with Schmidt going to be out for the first twenty games. They he's their really their second slash third defenseman, and if they were going to trade, I would have traded Miles Wood for Shea Theodore straight up. I'd much rather pay five million dollars to Shea Theodore than two and a half to Miles Wood. To Miles Wood, yeah. Um, those who you don't need to worry about uh, making any ro- roster anytime soon. Um, Andre um, Pavlik, Pavlik uh, announces his retirement after 31 
at the age of 31 years, 20 days, 11 seasons with Thrashers, Jets, and Rangers. He'll go back and play in Europe somewhere. Probably. And uh, uh, a, a fan favorite of the New Jersey Devils, Brian Gianta, hangs up the skates. One of the few jerseys I actually have. There you go. A Brian Gianta jersey. And former Devil Randy Valachek becomes the head coach of the Women's National Women's Hockey League. The, the Metropolitan Metro- Riveters. I know it used to be the New York and Riveters. Yeah. That's good. He was a, a girls coach <clears throat> in New Jersey for a very long time. Good. Um, a very, very, very long time. No, and, and that's it's, it's, it's good to a point that you're finding uh, names now being more associated with the National Women's Hockey League kind of thing because... They just need more teams. Yes. They need to combine with the Canadian Women's Hockey League, and then they would have a good... But every, all those teams are on the East Coast. There's nothing out in the Midwest right. or out West. They definitely need for at least some kind of expansion. I mean... You you have enough women playing in the the women for the Olympics. Yeah, this, this and then, you know, and and then you have that to fill out a, a you know like a small like East Coast you know thing of teams. Division, and that's a, right. Yeah, and but still, I mean, you put you're putting a women's division on a pedestal, so to speak, to to say, hey, look at what we can do. And now you're throwing names into it, former NHL yep. players coaching and, and things like that. So it's it's a good thing. I mean, I they need a TV contract though. Because no, but I mean, the team, the Riveters, they play in the Devils' practice rank, and they sell out. It's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I would I would probably never go to watch it. Like I've seen them practice. I saw Kessel's sister out there skating around, and it. it I mean, she she would beat anybody that when I coached high school. But I'm not going to a game. Yeah, I mean, I'd a- watch it on TV, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to. A, I wouldn't pay money to go to a game, and I'm not, it's not because it's women. It's just because women's. If you don't know, women's hockey is very different. There's no hitting. There's kind of rubbing out, um, but it's not, so it's not. It's as, a as slower. A phys- it's it's a really good high school game. Okay, that's what it's. That's fine. Look, I'm not expecting freaking Kessel's sister to just start you know dropping haymakers on. On, you know, the 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 Hartford every, Hartford girl, or you know, because every guy would just think, "I'll take her shirt off." <laughs> of course, and she's cute, Kessel's sister. Not because she that prob- means anything. Yeah. She's a good hockey player too. It's probably because she doesn't eat hot dogs like her brother. Yeah. I mean, what do you want? Speaking of ugly, Flyers, <laughs> that's a that's one hell of a segue. The Flyers introduced oh their God. first mascot. Ever. How many years have the Flyers been in the National Hockey League? Since the 70s. Okay. So you went through the, what, Broad Street Bullies. Okay. You've been through all these. You've been through your one cup. You, you've been through this, this just, the, the, like like us Devils fans, we call them the filthy Delphia Flyers or Criers or what have you. On your house. Go round and round. Um, and you finally, you know, jump the shark, so to speak, and, and, and get a mascot. Cool. It, it looks like Animal and Elmo. Not sex. And and Grimace. Um, Grimace. And made a baby. And the first time they stroll him out on the ice in between. I don't even know if it was in between periods or if it was just. In between play. In between the, the commercials. And the, if you haven't seen it, Gritty 
goes to shoot the t-shirt gun and busts his ass. It it is the Twitter gif of the of millennium. Any yeah, any NHL. <laughs> if you follow anybody that follows the NHL on Twitter, it was everywhere on Monday night. Everywhere. Every team look, when they when they announced it, obviously like the penguins were like, Really? Like, ew, right. It looks the, like somebody on crack. Like it looks like a Muppet on crack. The Montreal Canadians in French. <laughs> Shit talk the Flyers. Well, <laughs> they're, they're like <laughs> they look the same. They're but but they're like but they're like there's no way in hell basically that that your Flyers mascot is the cousin of uh of ours. <laughs> it, it Gritty. Is bad. I've it seen is. and I've seen tweets where people were like, "Oh, that's a fitting mascot. It looks like every person who lives in Philly." <laughs> You think, but you think about it, like, what is a mascot supposed to do? Pump up the crowd, get the kids involved. And all that kind of, would you, I mean, nieces, nephews, your own kids, whatever. If you look at this picture, it's almost like the people have, like, like fear of, like, clowns. You're going to have nightmares about this yeah, thing. Mascot. I'm just glad that they're fully embracing it, that they're not doing, like, uh, oh, shit, man, we really dropped well, the they, they, on this Yeah, they, they said, hey, here's Gritty, and then the next week. Um, Gritty had to move away. Yeah, Gritty went to go take care of his grandma, Fozzie. <laughs> Chris Jericho's band? Yeah. He looks like a grandma. I Gritty. Why Gritty? Because the Flyers, you know. Oh, shut up. Look. It'll be great. It'll be great when he gets knocked out by batteries. <laughs> <laughs> he, You know, he has a little resemblance to, like, Santa. So maybe they yeah. think... Not well, that Santa? <laughs> no, not our Santa, no. Oh, my God. And if you just, you just look at it, it's like all hairy and just uh, yeah. terrible. Whoever in the marketing department decided to draw this up, and it, it has to be some kind of plant. Like, you know, the Penguins sent the guy to get hired there. The guy They created this, yeah. and the guy, like, quit as soon as they, they the got mole. it released. Yeah. The Something had to have happened. A mole would have been better. And and I don't mean a mole like the animal. I mean like a mole on somebody's face. (laughs) Mascot. Look, you know, you go local. The Devils had their own issues with the mascot with, you know. Slapshot. He he was uh, diddling people in pictures. And then then, then you had the the original looking New Jersey Devil that. They had to change the whole look of him because of whatever he was doing. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the people who paint them their faces every game. Yeah. But like still, all of all of those combined, even the Rangers who don't have a mascot, have a better mascot than the Philadelphia yes. Flyers and Gritty. Yeah. <clears throat> My goodness. All right. So we have the return of the final installment of the NHL Mount Rushmore, according to HSS Cape Hod. Uh, this week... Weren't there supposed to be four teams on this no, list? Vancouver doesn't get there. I mean, uh, <laughs> Vegas doesn't get there. Not yet? No. Come on, James Neal. <laughs> no. If you ask me about the Vegas Thunder, no. when they were a team, you'd have to put uh, the only NHLer I can think of was Cujo, who played for them. So we're down to our final three teams of the of the NHL Mountain Rushmore. Uh, we uh, we have Vancouver, Washington, and Winnipeg almost going Canadian, all Canadian this week. Uh, we'll start with Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver was kind of hard because they uh, have been 
around for I don't know, like 40 years. And if you go back, I mean, the the, the one guy I remember, Stan Smeal, like held all of their scoring records for years until modern day players hit. Modern day mm-hmm. players. And I'm counting these two as one because you have to. You have to. Henrik and Daniel Sedin. Uh, I think they hold every scoring record now. Did did Vancouver refresh my memory? Did, didn't Vancouver had like back to back picks? They did. They had the first and second pick. They and traded. They... Brian Burke traded to get the first and second pick to draft the Sedins. Yes, to draft them. And you know, crazy statistics. One year, one led the league in scoring and won the MVP. The next year, the other one led the league in scoring and won the MVP. They're, they're definitely going to be. I mean, even though they didn't win the Cup, they're a definitely going to be a yes. Hall of Fame. Um, Trevor Linden, okay. when I think of a Vancouver player, the first one that comes up is Trevor Linden. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was there forever. He was their team president until the summer. Um, I'm sure he's got like a Canucks tattoo. Speaking summer. of third jersey, they're going back to the black. That the, the blade, uh, the blade yeah. skate. So I'm kind of fired up for what, that. Again, what is a Canuck? It's, or the, 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 it's the, the Canadian slang for like a Canadian. So like, oh, like we would say like, oh, your Uncle Sam, you know. Uh-huh. And then uh, and then how do, and then how does that translate into a skate? <laughs> I don't know. How does it translate to a whale? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it, or is is that killer like, whale? Killer whale. Uh, then you have Pavel Bore. Of course. Um, I think that that's what I think about when I think of the, of yeah, the Canucks. He, I, I mean, outside of the Sandines, it's he was Pavel Bore. player growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was in high school. And then Marcus Naslin was kind of when I was in college and later on, but he was a big time. I mean, they had one of the best lines before the Sandines were even drafted. Marcus Naslin, former devil Brandon Morrison, and Todd Bertuzzi. That was that was a big big line in mm-hmm. the early two thousands, and it kind of got broken up after Todd Bertuzzi almost killed uh, Steve Moore. Almost killed. Yeah. <laughs> then we have Washington. Washington a little tougher because they've been around for a while and they've had some big name players. Obviously, you're going to have Ovi. Ovechkin yeah. on there, but before Ovechkin was their big scorer in the early two thousands nineties, you had Peter Bondra. Mm-hmm. Uh, who had a fishing hook on his stick. Oh, my God. And that's when curves were illegal. Speaking of illegal, Dale Hunter. Right. Um, if you don't remember Dale Hunter, he was the guy. Just type Dale Hunter and then N-Y, and I guarantee you'll see the cheap shot that I remember throughout my life on Pierre Turgeon, where it was when the Islanders were going. It was the conference fi- Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was the quarterfinals. And 91? 90, no, 92, 93. Mm-hmm. What was that noise? Ugh, stupid PC. Um, Dale Hunter, Pierre Turgeon scores a goal. Dale Hunter just lays him out, separates his shoulders. And the Islanders win the series. They go on, I believe, to beat Pittsburgh. They knocked Pittsburgh out of the playoffs, and then they lost to Montreal. And then Montreal won the Cup that year. And then I have Mike Gartner, one of the fastest skaters to ever 
step foot on ice, period. I'm pretty sure if he put on skates now, he'd, he'd still, still be, be yeah. Ben Lovejoy. <laughs> ben Lovejoy. Um, and then honorable <clears throat> mention, Rod Langway, one of the last guys to not wear a helmet and had a killer mustache. Because that's know, always important. Always important. Kelly Miller was one of my favorite players growing up. Very hardworking. I'm sure he's a coach somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, smart player. I'm sorry you didn't put Adam Oates on this list. No. Adam Oates, I, I kind of would have put for Boston or yeah, we Yeah, you put him. I think you put him for, for Boston. Right? He's just... honorable mention, yeah. And then Olaf Kolzig, mm-hmm. the goalie. He was a good little goalie. and No, he wasn't little. He was enormous. But he was a good goalie. Uh, unfortunately for him, when you think of Olaf Kolzig, you're going to think of Marek Malik's shootout goal where he shot it between his legs because he was the goalie. So go from the Washington to our last team, the Winnipeg, the original Winnipeg Jets. Now, Winnipeg, the original <laughs> Winnipeg Jets. I would have put Timu on here because okay. he did start out and had that great rookie year when mm-hmm. he scored 76. Um, but I think I put him down for Anaheim. Yes, he did. So Dale Howard, Chuck, great all-star. He was there through those dark years and finished – I believe he retired just before they jumped to uh, Arizona. Thomas Steen, who is the father of Alex Steen from St. Louis. Him, Howard Chuck, Phil Housley. Those were the big three Van, uh, Winnipeg guys. I would have put Phil Housley on this, but I believe I put him on for Buffalo. And then current Winnipeg Jetters. Jetters. Uh, Blake Wheeler who I believe is their captain and just signed a mega, mega, mega yeah. contract to be followed up by a mega, mega, massive human being. <laughs> Dustin, Dustin Bufflin. Bufflin. <laughs> I would put, I think you would put honorable mentions for uh, line a and uh, not yet. Yeah. Two good years. Like players like that. When I think of like a line a where, yeah, you know what? They're really good. I wish they were on my team. I, I often like have reservations about whether or not to give them superstar status yet because Jonathan Chichu scored like 60 goals in this league right. one year and then disappeared. So you have to do it a little more consistently. So the same thing with their goalie too. You wouldn't put a... Hellebuck? Yeah. No. There are other goalies that they... they I mean, mm. I can't, the only goalie I could really think of in old school Winnipeg was Bob Asenza. I can't really think of anybody else. And I'm sure somebody would be like, well, what about so-and-so? Yeah, but I don't know. I can't think of anybody else in Winnipeg, especially when they weren't a team for so long. So there you have it. We have finally finished our NHL Mount Rushmore. If you have any, um, you know, if you listen to, uh, listen to past podcasts and you have any alterations that you'd like to tell us, you can tweet us. H-S-S-K pod. Email us, hskpod at gmail.com. You can go on the website, contact page, and then it's that way. You go on Facebook, or if you meet us in the street, you can go and tell us to screw off. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever's easy. Subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe. Yeah, unsubscribe. whatever you got to do. More more people means we can get advertisements. That's right. We, you know, we, we, are, money back. We, are, we, are, we are trying desperately to shove our podcast down every celebrity's throat. Oh, yeah. Sunday I was tweeting everybody. <laughs> hey, Tiger Woods, congratulations. Would you like yeah. to listen to our podcast while celebrating? 
It's, is Tiger Woods even a fan of hockey? I don't know. No, well, you never Maybe know. he's a, just a fan of our podcast. Maybe we can make him. Maybe he likes wrestling only. Maybe yeah. he listens to the second half of our show. Who knows? Yeah, he probably has done a Palo Driver once or twice in his life. Oh. While having mm-hmm. sausage links at Perkins? Yeah. I don't know. All right. So we move on to our... Uh, um, the the title, uh, pretty much, of our uh, show here is about fantasy. Uh, we've chosen for this one uh, two divisions, uh, the Atlantic Division and the Central Division, uh, to give you um, the stud, the dud, and a sleeper pick, according to hockey insider David. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me go off by saying. Yes. I've played fantasy hockey forever. Yeah. Okay. All right. In the beginning, I was horrible at it. My roommates in college were like, why do you have like Dan Cloutier as a goalie? I was like, oh, man, he, he's not going to lose me any points. They're like, he's a fucking backup goalie. You, you, he's, not, he's not getting you You're any not points. getting anything. <laughs> so I've kind of evolved. And in the last, I'd say, five years of doing fantasy hockey, and this is the first year I haven't even signed up for fantasy hockey or anything yet, I've either won it or finished in second. Good. So... I kind of like know if you're if you're doing the fantasy hockey league and you haven't done your draft or anything yet, the studs are always going to be the players that are going to go in your first, second, or third pick. Right. Um, the duds are people that you always people always take, thinking that they're going to be oh man this is going to be like a stud, and they're really not. And then the sleepers are the ones that you take a risk on in that late you know. 11, 12th round, mm-hmm. if they're still available, just because, you know, they're they're out there. So I've always, I mean, I've always done just simply the the fantasy football. And I did fantasy baseball like once. Um, fantasy stuff is hard, especially fantasy hockey because you yes. have to do it every day. Yes, it can be every couple days. There again, I mean, you pretty... can set your lineup on Monday for the entire week, which I know people did. But those people never finished because like somebody's hurt, somebody's scratched. Yep. You really have to pay attention to like. It has to be a second world. job essentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I used to love doing it, but. All right, so we'll start in the Atlantic Division. Um, do you want to go bottom awesome. to top, top to bottom? Nah, we'll do it alphabetically. <clears throat> All right, fine. Boston Bruins. Your stud is Brad Marchand's going to be a top five pick mm-hmm. because, especially if you have a league that has penalty minutes. So yep. you're going to want Brad Marchand. He's going to get you at least 30 goals. He's going to get you at least 30-plus assists, ton of power play points, ton of penalty minutes. So he's my stud. My dud is Tory Krug. If Tory Krug will get you your 10 goals, he'll get you your, your 25, maybe 30 assists, and that's good for a defenseman. But for a guy that plays as much as he does and your power play and whatnot, your he point, your fantasy getting, point should be higher than right. that. Yeah, you should be getting more. And plus, I think you're going to see Boston slowly give his power play time to McAvoy. Okay, and your sleeper pick, Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask <laughs> could be a good your sixth, seventh round goalie pick because right. Boston's going to be good, right? And Boston's going to get at least, I would say guessing 40 wins he's gonna have 30 good 30 plus right and that that's good for fantasy the buffalo sabers buffalo's a little tougher because they could either be the sleeper team of the league or they can be the buffalo sabers 
So I have Jack Eichel, huge points. Uh, again, he's another top 10 pick because really nobody else in Buffalo scores except for him. Mm-hmm. Now people are going to th- – my dud is Jeff Skinner. Yeah, I was considering that they, 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 they you know – They traded for him and yeah. whatnot. I, I just don't – he went from being in Carolina where he was the show to now he's got players around him. A complimenting piece and yeah. And I, I often think of Rick Nash. When Rick Nash was in Columbus, he was the guy. He could do no wrong because he was the only guy. Now, when he gets traded to a team, what happens to his production? Hmm. Yep. And that's what I think, Jeff Skinner. And my sleeper is Carter Hutton because he is going to battle for their starting goalie. And if you're looking for a goalie that's probably going to play most nights and see a ton of shots, I mean, you might not get the wins, but you're going to get shots and saves. And that's Carter Hutton. So mostly for the fantasy, for goaltenders, right? It's obviously wins, but it's probably, what, save percentage? Shots, saves. You could do save percentage. You can do um, shutouts. You can do huh. goals against. You know, those yeah, depending on your league, you can, yeah. Yeah, you can you can modify your league. <laughs> but most leagues are, are, are wins, obviously. And, and goalie stats are usually the most important ones because one goalie can get you, you know, seven, eight, column wins where one player can go through the whole game and not have a plus a minus a score right a, an assist a, your goalie is the one that's getting you your fantasy points per every, night right so you're gonna you always want to kind of spend your second third fourth fifth pick on a goalie in my opinion all right we move on from buffalo we go to detroit red wings detroit's tough because they're you're not going to win any plus minus awards with any of these guys um i picked Athanasiu. Bless you. Yeah, happy to see you. Um, <laughs> because he is he's a little bit of a streaky scorer, but he is going to be one of the only guys on that team that does score. My dud is Dylan Larkin because two reasons. One, he already signed the big contract, so... What he does he have, have to... Right. to yeah. And two, he's not going to have his security blanket of playing behind Henrik Zetterberg anymore. He's going to go from being the second guy we have to worry about to to Dylan Larkin, like yeah. So he, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see his points deduct, uh, deduction points go down. Mm-hmm. And then I have their rookie Philippe Zadina. He's the guy that they drafted this year. You might remember him in the draft where he said, "I want to fill the nets of every team that didn't pick that me. passed." <laughs> um, that seems to have been a a. Uh... A theme in every professional sports draft. There was one player that got really ticked off because X amount of teams passed on him, and they all said the same thing. That's good. It, I mean, it's good. It's good for him if it's, he it, makes if you can move. Team. Yes, and if you can use that, literally use that as motivation, and not just say it and just go. And I think he's going to make the team. Uh, I don't know if Detroit is going to do their what they've done and just throw guys in the minors and let them, you know, grow season for a little bit. For Florida, mm-hmm. uh, newly minted captain. Yeah, on Alex Barkov. I would put him, if I could bet in Vegas, I would put him down as a finalist for MVP this year. Okay. Uh, as, he, much, as much as I don't want Florida to be a good team because it just puts my... 7,000 people that are show up to their games. But it's just... You know, but he's he's a good player. He's he'll get you a good plus minus. He will get you. Uh, the only thing he won't get you really is shots because he's kind of a pass first kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
he is their man. Now, the dud is Mike Hoffman because, again, much like an, uh, Tory, not Tory Krug, Jeff Skinner, he went from being in Ottawa where he could do and chippy hang and, and not have to worry about consequences to now being on a team where he's going to have to be more of a team player. Mm-hmm. And then my sleeper is Vincent Trocek. Had a very quiet year last year. Quiet by the means of like he had like 30-something goals. That's not quiet. Yeah, I know, but most people <laughs> like, didn't realize that. Right. So Vincent Trocek, if you can get him in your sixth, seventh round, you'll be happy unless he gets hurt. Now, Montreal, my stud at first was Max Pacioretty, but then he got traded. <laughs> wow. So you're going to need to pick one of these two guys, and they're the only two guys on Montreal that could probably score, and that's Brendan Gallagher and Jonathan Druin. One of them has to score. <laughs> For Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you might say, why didn't you pick Price to be your stud? Uh, he hasn't been around long enough, meaning he's always hurt. Yes. And if you waste a high pick on Carey Price, it's going to end up biting you in the ass when he gets hurt and you put him on your IR and there's no other goalies around. Mm-hmm. I, I would be very interested, and I haven't done a, a draft yet. I'd be very interested to see where Yahoo has him Ranked. ranked. And I also think, too, that with Montreal being a, with any team, Ottawa, Montreal, uh, um, Toronto. <clears throat> Toronto, no, not Toronto, um, you know, having a bad team, you don't want to draft a goalie unless. You don't it, want to draft them high. If you can get them later on, yes, because you're going to get shots and saves. Yeah, but then you're also, you may be giving up too many goals, too, considering the defense is a little bit younger for a team, no? Well, that's why you go and you get a good goalie. Like, so you you would draft Price. You would just draft Price low, low rounds yeah. backup goalie. Like if if I had to draft, let's say I drafted Tuka Rask, and I drafted, you know, like Devin Dubnik. Those are two guys that are going to get me some wins. They're going to get me saves. And now I want to pick a third goalie, and Carey Price is still there. That's who I go after. Gotcha. All right. You are a sleeper for Montreal? Uh, Max Domi, because I think he is going to thrive under the pressure of Montreal if he's not punching people in the face. <laughs> hey. Now, the Ottawa shit show, this is also much like Montreal, where somebody has to score. Somebody, yes. And, and they just really, uh, we forgot to mention before, they <clears throat> designated for assignment um, uh, the, the, one of their wingers, Smith. With, yes, with Zach three, Smith. Yeah. I put him on waivers. <clears throat> and he cleared. Um, He'll be up. He'll be up again. They, they probably just wanted to let one of their kids play. So my stud is Matt Duchesne because he's <laughs> going to play his ass off this year. To leave. And I have an asterisk next to his name here, <laughs> and it says playing to get the hell out of here. Yes. Well, especially when, when he mentions that when, when, when they dump Zach Smith, he says, well, that's a kick in the balls to me. Literally, like him saying that is like, oh, boy. Yeah. It just isn't fun anymore, like in Ottawa. Yeah. There's no... So he's going to be doing everything. You're going to see him back check. You're going to see him do things that he's never done. And then you're going to acquire him, and then you're going to find out where the real Matt Duchesne is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my dud is Bobby Ryan, because I think last year he scored, like, 16 goals. Mm-hmm. And that's you can't be doing that if you're a first line winger. Now my sleeper is somebody you probably have never heard of, and it's Thomas Cabot. 
he is a high-drafted defenseman for them, and you're going to see him pick up all the minutes that Eric Carlson had. Now, Tampa, uh, this might have to change, considering I read today that Nikita Kucherov is hurt. Is he? That he left the game and didn't return last night. Mm -hmm. Um, But he is good for 40 and 40 if he's healthy. Mm -hmm. My dud is Alex Kalorn, just because he's a guy that plays second-slash-third-line minutes and doesn't put up the points that he shouldn't have. Uh, And I wouldn't be surprised if his spot gets taken by my sleeper, which is Anthony Sorelli. Because Anthony Sorelli is a up-and-coming, I think he was either low-drafted or undrafted free agent kind of signing. Mm -hmm. He had a real coming-out party in the playoffs, and hopefully he just builds on that. And then Toronto, which is probably going to be everybody's. Oh, I was clamoring for every every yeah. every player every on that team. Player on that team. Yeah. Uh, my stud is Frederick Frederick Anderson. Much for the same reason, uh, everybody uh, that I told you to take Tuka Rask. I would think Frederick Anderson is going to be the guy that's going to get you. If Toronto wins forty five games, you know he's going to get you a solid, you know thirty plus games, wins. Plus, they're not really good defensively, so he's going to see a lot of shots and make a lot of saves. Uh, my dud is Jake Gardner. As someone who's their number one defenseman, he doesn't put up as many points as he should. Maybe that changes when he just keeps passing the puck up to Matthews or, or JT, mm-hmm. but I think he's a dud because the minutes that he plays as a number one defenseman, he should be getting more points. Surprise of your sleeper for Patrick Marlowe. Yeah. A lot of people will, again, if you go on Yahoo and look, I bet he's ranked very low. And, like, I mean low, like, you have to kind of, like, scroll or search for his name. He's mm-hmm. not going to be up there in the top, you know, 50 or 100 players. But somebody's got to play with Matthews or JT. And he's going to be... A, and you got to clamor for anybody who's going to be on that line just to get you the points from a simple yeah, assist standpoint. You're going to get residual points. Just by playing with one of those two guys. Uh, we move from uh, the Atlantic to the Central Division. We start off with the Chicago Blackhawks. Your stud is Patrick, Patrick Kane. Kane. Yeah, that's easy. I mean, again, he's still a top five player. He's going to be a top five draft pick. Um, my dud is everybody always takes this guy. And if you look at his stats, he has gone down every year dramatically, and it's Taves. Jonathan Taves is not the you know, 75-point producer anymore. He's more like, at best, 45. That's a big drop-off, considering when was their last cup win? Not too long ago. Yeah, and he's a first-line center, so you would expect him. And it's not really his fault. Because yeah, I was going to say, like, is it is it Jonathan Taze's fault, or is it the people around him? Is yeah. it the age? Is it he? It's no. I don't think it's age or anything like that. And I don't think it's like he's out of shape or whatever. I think it's more along the lines of he needs good players to play with in order to be to bring out effective. his that that starter. And he him, hasn't right? had that since Hosa. Hosa. When it was him and Hosa, because it was him and Hosa, and it was Kane and like Panarin, where. Both of them are kind of putting up points, and now Kane gets the better players to play with, and Taves kind of gets stuck with your Brandon Saad. Gotcha. Uh, my sleeper is Alex DeBrincat. He was a rookie last year. 
Uh, he put up some good points. He was like a true rookie in the sense that he was drafted and came right in, and a lot of people didn't think he was going to make that. Um, and he's either going to play with Kane or he's going to play with Taves, and hopefully Taves can get some chemistry with him to put up some points. Colorado Avalanche? Nathan McKinnon, up for MVP last year. Uh, some people argue that he should have got it over Hall. I don't because he had a lot more to play with than Hall did. Yes. Uh, my dud is Simeon Varmalov. Varmalov. Their goalie. Um, their goalie because he's not going to be their starter. Who's going to be their starter in Colorado? Philip Grubauer, who they traded for. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing that not too much time has passed since the end of the regular season, and you totally forget that Grubauer was gone. Yeah, he got traded like the week <laughs> after the season ended. Congratulations. Raise your cup. You're hey, here's your cup. Colorado. Oh, your agent's on the phone. Oh, he probably just wants to congratulate you. <laughs> You've been fucking traded. <laughs> but then I think he knew that oh, going yeah, into it yeah. because he couldn't he couldn't stay there and be second fiddle anymore. No. And he is a starting goalie, but Simeon Varlamov. Jesus, that name's fucking. <laughs> he uh, Simeon, the Russian dude. Yeah. He's had some issues off the ice. He was accused of domestic violence mm-hmm. and whatnot. So he's been hurt. Uh, he hasn't been that good since Patrick Waugh was coach. And he probably is going to lose his job. So don't bother picking him. If you're going to pick a goalie from Colorado, pick Grubauer. Grubauer. And then my sleeper is Alex Kerfoot. Uh, just because someone needs to play on that top two lines, and he's the offensive guy. Um, and he'll get real cleanup duty if they decide to spread their lines out. Because I believe their top line right now is McKinnon, uh, Landis Cog, and who's the other guy? Why am I going blank here? I could picture his face, too. Another Swede. But if they decide to break up their lines, Alex Kerfoot's going to be the guy that takes that spot. And along with the, um, what was it, <clears throat> the same year as um, when Will Butcher came to the Devils, Alex yep. Kerfoot was was the guy that the Devils had lost because he didn't want to sign with the team after uh, after being drafted. After he spent his four years in Harvard, he decided to go. Let me go to the – let me go ski for uh, well, my off season. A lot of people think that we essentially just traded Alex Kerfoot for Will Butcher. For Will Butcher, yeah, that's uh, true. Because Will Butcher didn't want to go to Colorado. So we win. Uh, Dallas, Tyler, Tyler Sagan. Sagan as your stud. Yeah, he's abs- he is a 40-40 guy. Um, I have on here that pay that man his money. <laughs> Which but he they did. did. So he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's like, I'm already paid, so yeah, why, it. I'm going to yeah. take my foot off the gas. Uh, my dud is Ben Bishop. Their goalie? Yeah, he cannot stay healthy. Uh, he is not a – how do I word this right? He's not a top-tier goalie, and I think Dallas may fall apart because of him. Okay. Because it's him, or I believe their backup is Antti Niemi. And that, he's not good anymore either. And my sleeper is another fucking Russian name. <laughs> but Valery it's like, Nakushkin. But he's a guy that, in all of the Eric Carlson trade talk, when, when it was, oh my God, he's going to Dallas, he's going to Dallas, he's going to Dallas... That was the player that they wanted. Well, that and they wanted Miko Heiskinen, who was the defenseman that was drafted two picks. He was number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nakushnikin 
who was the guy he left. He wanted more money, and he went and played in the KHL, and now he's come back. He is going to be a sleeper because I think they're going to put him with Sagan and Ben. Or he gets to play with Spezza, who's a good passer. So I think he can, unless he's a normal Russian and just doesn't give a shit about <laughs> I get my money already. You don't come here for the stats. You don't come to this podcast for the laughs. You come here for the impersonations. Oh, yeah. My three impersonations. Hey, they were Russian. <laughs> Russian, Russian, and... And... Uh, Russian. Russian. <laughs> so, Minnesota... Uh, I think Minnesota takes a big step back this year, but Devin Dubnik is a good goalie for them. He's going to get you shots. He's going to get you saves. Uh, they're going to win a lot of one nothing kind of games. Is that the first goalie you've put as a stud? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. So far. Wow. That 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 actually speaks volumes about the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, well, somebody's got to stop the puck for them. So Devin Dubnik is going to see a lot of shots he's going to see a lot of rubber and stat wise you might not get the wins but you may win your end of the week categories with saves mm -hmm. and shots against um my dud is nino niederreiter who sounds like a bad guy in a fucking diehard movie <laughs> um he disappeared in the playoffs and from everything that i read throughout the summer they were doing everything that they could to dump him to dump him somewhere <clears throat> Uh, he was a high draft pick from the Islanders. He didn't feel like he was getting any respect from the Islanders, and they traded him to Minnesota. Uh, he is just... He's a dud. That's the best way of putting it. And then my sleeper is Jordan Greenway. He was a USA player, mm -hmm. played on the Olympic team this year. He's one of the only like college kids that played on the Olympic team. He is going to be the guy that kind of fills the role as a banger for their top line. He's going to, it's going to be him, Parisi, and probably Miko Koivu. If Parisi can stay healthy again. Yeah, that's, that's why he's not on this list because you can't, you can't count on him. You can't count on him one way or the other. He's not a dud because when he's in the lineup, he puts up points. Mm -hmm. He's not a sleeper because he's fucking Zach Parisi but he's not a stud because he doesn't stay healthy. Now, Nashville, this is another one where you may think because they're so good that somebody puts up a lot of points on their team. No, it's, they're they're uh, a, a evenly carved out their line are, team. Right. Yeah. yeah, their points are blanketed across all, yeah, all their lines. And that's, all their lines. But the one guy that's a game-breaker on there is Philippe For, uh, Philip Forsberg. Philippe, like he's French. <laughs> Uh, Philip Forsberg's their, their game breaker. He's their highlight film guy. Uh, he's the guy when it's a one nothing game that make, can make it 2 nothing. You wouldn't put um, uh, their defenseman? You wouldn't put uh, PK? PK Subban up there? Nah. Or do you, he's, do you very, think, do you, he's very streaky. And you think he's going to get um, the uh, cover jinx for being on NHL 19? Uh, I don't think he'll get the cover jinx. But he's very streaky. And, I mean, there were rumors this summer that they were thinking of trading him, too. What? A, why is there a cloud around P.K. Subban? Because we talked about this earlier in the year. 
in our podcast. It might have been like our second or third one where he is a look at me. The flamboyant. And yes. some people don't like that. Some teams don't like that. Some general managers don't like that. Some teammates don't like that. And, you know, sometimes things wear thin. So he had his couple seasons now in Nashville, and now it's now time it's, to move. Oh, yeah. I, I would be willing to bet if Nashville, who is the favorite to win the cup, wins the cup, they tried trading PK. At their peak, yeah. To get the most they can from him. And there would be teams lined up. Like, the, uh, what I don't... I would think that the old New York Rangers would be all in on getting PK. He mm-hmm. would be... Oh, my, oh my God. Him, Kreider. He would be perfect with his personality yeah. in New York, mm-hmm. you would think. But then you think back to, oh, well, Sean Avery had a personality. Yes, and look and, how that worked out for you. Didn't, for you. Right. Yeah, and true. I think with their young coach, with Quinn... I don't. I don't think he would be a good fit. I, I think. I think it would be a personality clash. Yeah, and I think from a Rangers aspect, they went with Quinn. They're they're looking at what the Devils kind of did in bringing in. Yeah, they brought in Shiro, so they had their general manager. But they went young on young under the radar kind of coach to kind of whip the guys in shape. This is the structure we want to play in. You're either in or you're out. They're probably trying to change that. That, that, that culture, pigs, right. yeah, that culture in New York where they look at us, we're the all-star team, to we're going to play down and dirty, we're going to, you know, I, watching those those preseason games against the Devils, both of them, the the, <clears throat> the, the guys that they put out there, the Rangers, uh, the players that they put out there were played above oh, the yeah. Devils at all. I mean, yeah, we, you know. We didn't we really put the best lineup out there either, but I mean, but we when only you, had our one line. Right. But when you look at the speed and just the way that they played, yeah, I was they impressed. They look like us. Yes. They look like we did last year. Yep. Uh, my dud for Nashville, and mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with him personally, because I would love to have this guy on, on my team, uh, is Ryan Ellis. For When you look at Nashville's defense, and they are stacked, they have four defensemen that would be number one on another roster. On another <clears throat> roster. I just don't think the points get spread out enough. I mean, I'm sorry, the points get too spread out enough for him to for make a difference on your team. Yes, to make a big difference. I mean, PK gets most of the power play time, so he's getting most of the power play points. Ryan Ellis is a very good defenseman who plays top four minutes. But he doesn't put up the points. And but again, it, it's it's not an insult to him. I mean, I really for Dud, I could put the whole team because you would think that a team that makes that gets that many wins. I mean, you could you could put Pecorine because he's not going to see a lot of shots. It's going to be yeah. like Brodeur of the nineties. Yep. With that defense in front of him, see, it's tough to especially like if you look at like a team like a Nashville. You look at a team like like uh, Tampa or Toronto, where it's like, oh my god, they have all these superstars, and then you think about it. Well, if they have like four lines of superstars, they all want the puck. They're all going to pass. They're all going to score. There's only one puck out there. And and when you think about fantasy, it's like, well, crap. There goes like half your lineup. Yep. Because you want those players on your team, and then you figure, ah, I'm not getting as much as I should have. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> and the the sleeper I have is after Philippe. Uh, Philip. Why do I keep saying fucking Philippe? <clears throat> after Philip Forsberg is Victor Arvidsson. He is a big time scorer for them. He. I mean, after him, after Forsberg, 
you have Johansson as the center, who's a better player than fantasy points portray uh, him to portray be. Him yeah. to be. But Victor Arvidsson's a guy that, that can put the puck in the net. You're not going to get many assists from him, but you're going to get some goals. And then on to Winnipeg. Uh, my stud is Patrick Laine. Okay. You might say, why isn't it Blake Wheeler? Because Patrick Laine is going to get you goals. He's going to get you power play points. Um, you're not going to get many assists from him, but goals and power play points are enough. He's going to score you 40-plus goals this year. Your dud being Bufflin. Yeah. There, my dud being Bufflin is simply just because he does, for the amount of ice time he gets, he doesn't put up number one defenseman points. Much like Nashville, everything is so spread out mm-hmm. with Winnipeg. And then a sleeper, I have Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor came on last year, 20 something goals. He was big in the playoffs. He's a young guy. I remember when he was drafted. Uh, it was the year that we took Zaka. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want Kyle Connor. I wish we could have got Kyle Connor, but he was a top four pick and Zaka was five. So that's what happens sometimes. You know? Or it was the year we took McLeod. And oh, with our 30th pick that we got back from the uh, Kobe situation, right? No, 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 no. Michael McLeod. When yeah. We got him like at the 15th pick. Did we? Yeah. Oh no! No, what the hell did we get as thirtieth pick for the for getting back the Kovalchuk oh, mess? Way way back. That was back when Lou was still the GM. No, yeah. really? Yeah. Huh. We got uh, Mattel. That was it. Yeah. Okay. And that was a who waste. who uh, <clears throat> couldn't break the Vegas roster. Yeah. He yeah. got cut too. So that's our hockey. Uh, do you plan on doing uh, any more divisions? Oh uh, yes, we do the. Next week, we will do oh. the Metro and the Pacific. Really, We'll try to run through that faster. There you go. Now we're on to our wrestling segment. Um, looking through news and things like that, nothing really popped out as to... Um, Didn't Brock Lesnar show up to the pay-per-view that neither yeah, one of us watched? Would, he showed up in black trunks that had no, nothing on it, a black ripped T-shirt like you know, without the arms, nothing on it. So he looked like a stereotypical high school bully in any 80s movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just remember watching that and I go, wow. Like, like I look at it and it's like, oh, so you're not going to be selling any memorabilia for him. You you don't have any new T-shirts. This is a one-off. It's just to throw the name out there of of being a threat just to keep Paul Heyman um, alive from a character standpoint. So that when you do form your new Heyman stable, um, you know, Brock Lesnar, the name is just your is the flag that you fly until you get that done. Yeah, and I think it was stupid. He now here's my reason. He comes in, he f fives everybody, and they can't get up. But like at WrestleMania, he f fived both of those guys like five times, and they got up. Now one time, mm-hmm. it's all know, about the script. It's, it's, it's all about the script. It's it's, it's bad. It's bad. Like hit him with a chair. That's a little bit more. I'd rather get hit with a chair. If you if you look at a guy like a Bra- like a Braun Strowman who's supposed to be indestructible, right? Use things like chairs, ladders, you know, the groin uppercut, like those kind of things to tear him down because it's legit. It's like okay, this big monster. Are you hit him with a chair? Well, the chair's gonna hurt. The, putting him through a table, it's gonna hurt. An F five. Yeah. Um. 
but we digress. Um, top five fantasy matches uh, in wrestling history. So you take all of your professional wrestlers, and if you could imagine... In their prime. <clears throat> in their prime. In Very their good. Prime. And, and put them together. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you have... There's a good list here, and just for future casting, um, what did you put for like two shows from now? Um, if you're refilling a roster with current oh, yeah. and, and and former for former wrestlers, <clears throat> and doing and as we were doing the best lines uh, in NHL too, that'll be for a future episode. Kind of kind of goes hand in hand with this kind of yeah, uh, topic. <clears throat> um, the first one you have was Ric Flair and The Rock. I just think the promos would be awesome. They don't even have to step foot in the ring. You do Flair in his prime, you know. Mm-hmm. I look good. Mm-hmm. I smell good. You take Flair from his WCW promos. When he had the full full head of hair, even he had some type that, of physique. You could even Yeah, you could even go when he was in NWA <clears throat> back in the day. And then you take The Rock. During his good enough heyday. Not, 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 not I mean, the he's cheesy. He's still good. He's still good in his promos. Yes. When he does his one-offs, but... I think heel rock. Heel rock, where he's, yeah, where he was like, you know, the rock was driving down the street the other day and he saw a bunch of people sleeping on the sidewalk in their refrigerator boxes. Maybe they were, uh, you know, like where he kind of just, and he thought about all the pieces of trash, like Stone Cold, like him just doing promos away from Flair and then Flair doing promos away from each other and then you put them in the ring together mm-hmm. and they don't even have to wrestle just to be able to shit talk one another would be I would and and I would throw somehow some way Jericho in on that too. Well Jer- I have Jericho yeah. for somewhere later <clears throat> let's, on for let, let, let's do what the WWE does right now. Oh great we have Flair a good talker, Rock a good talker. Perfect. Let's put Jericho in there too as a special guest referee. Yeah. Because he can talk too. Yeah it's, it's <clears throat> uh you have uh HBK versus AJ Styles. Wow. Okay. I think it would be a spot fest. Yeah. In their prime. Oh, of course. It would be a sick reversal match, everything. Oh, my um, God. Both are decent Yeah, on the mic. They're not anything where you're going to be like the Rock and Flair where you're wowed, but they're both decent. They, bo- they, they both have mic skills that end up being, it's not just, like, you know how when the Rock speaks or Flair talks, you, you know what they're going to say, and it's, oh, my God, it's powerful. HBK and AJ Styles, it's more of like, the words mean something, you know, like like it hits close to home. Right. It's, it's not it's not gimmicky. Yeah. Flare uh, rock thing. Yeah. It's not gimmicky catchphrases. It's going to be like, you know, it's almost on on par with a Dusty Rhodes being the son of a plumber, like yeah. storyline. Would you say stuff. that AJ is almost like the HBK of this generation? Of this generation. Um. Without the without the pizzazz mm-hmm. that HBK had, but like I could just picture like when I, pre pre DX yeah pre click post post rockers <laughs> post rockers pre DX okay that generation yeah. yes I you know what yeah I do because I think they're both great in ring workers they're good on the mic there's a reason why AJ Styles has the title around his waist. For so long on SmackDown, it's it's and it's not because of lack of talent on SmackDown. It's you put the title on a guy that's going to be able to carry it. Yeah, and he he is. I mean, I just picture like when I wrote that, I was like, I picture the finish of a big match where like he goes for the super kick, 
Misses. Misses right into the Styles Clash. AJ goes to the, the for the top rope Superman kind of punch right into the super kick. Yeah, or misses it and then boom, super kick right out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could just picture and AJ would be able to with his with his fucking hair and everything, <laughs> he would be able to sell, sell that, that super, super kick, kick yeah. in midair. So awesome. Where you would just see his hair flop back and it's almost like when um when Triple H was uh what was his original gimmick? Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh, yeah, like the, the with the, the snob yeah. in Connecticut. <laughs> when he was doing the whole little curtsy thing in his big bathrobe, <laughs> that kind of hair. That was. Uh, next you have on the list is Steve Austin and John Cena. <sighs> Austin uh, promos, Austin, awesome. Like I just and I can would, you can you picture him bedpanning Cena? Like <laughs> no, but I could see him like what every time yes. he do a stupid rap. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, he was he do a line of rap and Austin just go and he, what? here's the kicker. Like when Cena does the "You can't see me," yeah, Austin just does it with the middle finger, <laughs> just going back and forth. It would have to be the Attitude Era, though, because like of the course, match, yeah. would be, it wouldn't be any match that you would be like, "Oh man, that was the match of the year." It would be okay, and it would have awesome near falls. You put Vince in there as a ref, mm-hmm. just to to make him like, well, he really hates Austin. But he doesn't really like John Cena. Who and then you could turn either one of them heel, just by Vince helping one. Yeah, you could. Yeah, and and you know what? I would rather do Cena. Put the Cena as being the perception that he's the heel, because you're not gonna you're not gonna convince the WWE crowd that Austin would be a heel at some point, because he just can't. Yeah, he's like that rebel heel. So you can't, it's like a heel heel. <clears throat> you can't you can't change it. Um, I have a little bit of a, I'd, I'd remove one person from this next one of, of being a oh, submission know. match type of, of I, thing. I, I, um, Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Samoa Joe. I toss Angle. <clears throat> I thought you would have tossed Samoa Joe. No, 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 no. Be- I, I would keep him in just because of him being that Samoan submission machine kind of guy. I, w- you know what? Maybe you would throw Taz in there. Take Angle out, put Taz in. What do you think? I, I could put Taz in that match too, but I would think as a submission match, you have the sharpshooter, you have the ankle lock, you have the walls of Jericho. I forget what Samoa Joe's is, but it's basically go a to sleep. sleep. Yeah, it's a sleeper hold. Uh, you could throw CM Punk in there, you know, as submission match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just think like you have a good mix of things. Like Angle and Jericho could be funny. Samoa Joe and Bret Hart are serious. With that tactical, and you know, honestly, you know who I'd have winning that match either Hart or Samoa Joe. Yeah, I, I would probably win, lean. I'd lean more Bret Hart, but yeah, I I just think as a technical mm-hmm. kind of submission match, and I don't think we've ever seen like a a submission match. You know how long ago you probably saw those when Bret Hart was wrestling, yeah, because I, no one else create created or or no, molded a, their character to be that. There was a submission match. With Cena and that calf lock thing, I forget who he was wrestling though. But see, if it it didn't resonate, yeah. you know, it's like. But nobody really has a submission other than Samoa Joe. Now nobody really has a submission slash finisher move. Right, you don't knock anybody out with the million dollar sleeper. Yeah. But million dollar dream, you could throw him in there too. Yeah. Yes, you could. But I think those four you can have very different matches with. It's not, and I mean, 
to, to use the WWE's kind of formula, you know, you have Bret Hart and Angle tag against Jericho and Joe, <laughs> and then you have Jericho and Angle tag, you know, like... Yeah. You mix and match it to the paper, yeah. Uh, you're next in an Elimination Chamber match. Wow, think, holy all-star. Yeah, <laughs> I think you have to take the best of each era. So you take Hogan. Yeah. You take Austin. Yeah. You take The Rock. You take Triple H. You take Cena, who is the more modern one. And then you take... Taker, because he's an elimination... He's a chamber guy. Like, and And he's been the guy that's carried... I mean, if you look at that, other than really Cena, he's the only guy that's still there wrestling. Like, he wrestled when Hogan was a wrestler in WWE. Hogan's first, uh, The Undertaker's first big um, matches were against Hogan. All the way back in, like, 80-whatever, like, late 80s. Yeah. I think that match would be an awesome kind of lead-up. Again, promos. You know, you have Cena who can speak. All of those guys could talk. You know, mm-hmm. say your prayers, and then John Cena comes in with his, you know, you can't see me, and his, you know, never give up kind of thing. And then The Rock and Triple H and Austin just making fun of both of them. You, 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 you can tie all of this into that whole, like, if you want to do a Survivor Series match, you can do old generation, new generation. You wouldn't have that bad of a of a time to to put those guys in there. No. With with Cena being a free agent, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's sad, but none of those guys are going to be no. able to wrestle each other ever again. I mean, other than after Triple H take it, no. Yeah, I did have honorable mention matches, which yeah. I showed somebody, and they said they were actually better than my real picks. <laughs> but that, look. Uh, it's he, tough to do. Just pick five. So I, I have Macho Man versus Shawn Michaels versus Jeff Hardy versus Edge in a ladder match. Now again, this is just gimmicky matches that. In their I don't know. Run. Yeah, I don't know if the Macho Man would be able to do a ladder match. I, I, he, I mean, can you picture the elbow coming off the, a, a fucking huge ladder? Yeah, because like Jeff Hardy or Edge would have done it. Yeah, but like Edge, Macho like, Man. You know who else would have been better at this? You're not gonna say Daniel Bryan, are you? No, 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 no. Eddie Guerrero. I know you. I know you have him in another match, but in a ladder match, high flying ladder match, yeah, I would put. I put Guerrero in there. Frog splash on top of a ladder through like twelve tables. Yep. Hopefully they break. Yeah. <laughs> then I have Kevin Owens versus Mick Foley in a hardcore match. Oh, fuck yeah! So yeah, I, mean, I could have put some ECW guys. In no, there, that's like just... Tommy Dreamer or whatever. But I think Kevin Owens is the closest thing. To a Mick Foley. To a Mick Foley. Yeah. Minus the stuntman stunts, mm-hmm. you know, spots that he used to do. And it's amazing that you look at, you look at what professional wrestling has done, right? Like, you look in the 80s and, and the 90s, you always had that, like, bodybuilding stud that was like, oh, my, you know, Orndorff, well, the, the, Hogan. The Vince prototype, the Vince guy, the and Roman then, Reigns, the and then you, Strowmans. And you look at Kevin Owens. He's like you and me. He's got a beer gut. Yeah. And he's doing... Great matches, great yeah. promos. Uh, him and Mick Foley going back at each other. Again, I just think of everything but the wrestling. When I thought, mm-hmm. I want to see these two guys be able to carry a feud past one month. Yes. I, 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 you and I, from a wrestling writing standpoint, developing characters, developing storylines, finishing storylines, 
that are beyond a four or four week period. Yeah, is I think that's a huge problem with the video games, where you can run your own show. Mm -hmm. Like everything really only goes for one month, and then the fans like if you do it past that, Mm -hmm. the fans are like, oh man, all right, but I need a gimmicky match to keep it going. But it does play into what today's wrestling fan is, where it's. I mean, come on. When, when you get to a point where you're doing a match, and let's just say it's you know Dolph Ziggler and and whoever, and it's a really good match, then you have the crowd wanting to be the crowd, yeah. and starting to do the Fandango chant over the top of it. It's you know, it's it's sad, but <clears throat> I, I, that's why they need to be more entertainment now mm-hmm. than use the E wrestling. for entertainment. Yeah. Not yeah, I I like this one. My next one was Andre the Giant versus the Big Show. Yeah, and and I, mean, I don't. You're not getting a skill match. I don't care if it's like you know chops and chest slaps all match and Running big into, boots. Yeah, and the. I just picture them both coming off the ropes. And like big like, thunder and, and just <laughs> running into each other. And you know what? We'll do what uh, the Big Show did the one time when he body slammed somebody and the ring fell apart. Yeah. So they do one of those big s- splashes in the middle of the ring. And the ring falls apart, and there's your there's well, your Big ending. Show tried to do like a moonsault once. I remember he used to do like moonsaults. Can you see him doing a moonsault on top of Andre the Giant? No, you'd kill him again. <laughs> you'd, you'd kill Andre the Giant. And you'd, I would have managers. I didn't put it on there, but I'd have managers in there. Heenan and Jimmy he, Hart for Big Show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he's the shit talk. He's the yes. fast speaking like, you're not the real giant. I'm the real giant. <laughs> or Jim Cornette. You can do Jim Cornette too. I love you. No, that's Brother Love. Yeah, brother Love. CM Punk, Ricky Steamboat, and Eddie Guerrero. I, yeah. Okay. Th- there's your frog splashes. Yeah. There's your... There's your high flying plus technical, I mean, tactical kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like that. It's that notch below what Macho Man Savage did. As a heavyweight, you bring yeah. it down a little bit. Like your and, intercontinental. Yeah. Not not your heavyweight, but your next best, mm-hmm. you know, your next tier of talented guys. And in their primes, honestly. I don't remember Steamboat doing promos. No. And I wouldn't have Eddie Guerrero with his, I wouldn't have him as his lie, cheat, and steal. As his Latino heat. I, I wouldn't have him as Latino heat. I'd have him when they came in as the radicals. Yes. And he was like. Like he was, ass. he would like, when he was Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Like, you know him as Eddie Guerrero. Where he was steroided up enough. <laughs> but he wasn't like that skinny guy. Yes. Like he was in WCW. And Ricky Steamboat. I mean, can I, you imagine that as an Iron Man match? The three of them? Because all three of them could do an Iron Man yes. match. There aren't many people that could do an Iron Man match. I'd, I'd give Steamboat the nod on that. You know what? You want to throw in another one on that? Um, one of the Shield guys. Not Ambrose, per Rollins. se. Rollins. I would throw Rollins in there, maybe. Just be, And not because he just did one, but I think he can. you can pull it off so that if somebody got hurt in there, if somebody couldn't make it, you still have him as as a guy that can take over that. That spot. Carry yeah. Match. I like this one just because it's the two favorite wrestlers, Sting and The Undertaker. It, it almost if, happened. If, a match if, that almost didn't happen. If Sting didn't get hurt because he freaking got power bombed into a damn turnbuckle. By aforementioned <sighs> Seth Rollins. That would have been a paper. That would have been WrestleMania 
last year. And the Undertaker would have been in the Hall of Fame doing a speech this year. I, that yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I. It would have been a good match because you have the two icons of the two biggest companies that were around. Isn't it amazing that you can you can you call Sting? Obviously, you call him the icon and all that kind of stuff. He was WCW, but Ric Flair wasn't. Like you, Ric Flair. Ric Flair was NWA Horseman. He was NWA. Yes, but him and Sting carried that. That I mean, look. I mean, you could put you could put Flair in that match too. The three of them, and you have the three biggest guys from the three biggest companies in wrestling. I agree. I, I just, I just love that match of, of of Surfer Sting, and I don't know. Pick your Undertaker. Sands the stupid biker gimmick. Um, would would you take Early Taker? Would you take Taker now? Oh, I would definitely take Taker with with. Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer, but which taker? The 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 cart- ministry one. The cart no, the cartoony one where it was like the purple and the gray and the black. Or would you take yes. the one now with the, with the big trench coat, the big cat? Obviously with Paul Bearer, but would you take him in the big trench coat, the one that he is now? No, the original Survivor Series with gray, the with the Paul with, Bear, okay, urn with the light, you know, <clears throat> and Sting as a, as a Surfer Sting. I saw there, there's a company and here's another plug, Ringside Collectibles. They do obviously the the wrestling figurines and stuff. They released a, a surfer, the a WWE version of Surfer Sting. I messed my pants. I looked at it. I go, oh, I want that. I want to be five again. I want to buy that. Yeah. That. I look at all the like all the versions of Sting that ever came out. The only one I ever really liked was when when it was a WCW one. It was like the figures were smaller, but they were like hard plastic. I liked that one because it was a Surfer Sting. And oh, then, I like the old school rest WWE rubber ones that were like oh yeah the ones that you couldn't knock somebody out with i've been knocked out by them (laughs) hulk hogan knocked me out he doesn't know it but But he did my brother tortured the shit out of me i had the iron chic one with the curly boots yeah and i'm pretty sure my brother needed to wear glasses because one of us threw the iron chic thing and he like just turned his head at the right time and the fucking hook boot caught him Ooh. Ooh. And my last one, which I think would also, I mean, in theory, could happen. Today, yeah. I don't think it ever would, because I hope it doesn't, because Shawn Michaels shouldn't wrestle again. He should be the guy that retires and stays retired. He screwed up, right, recently with this whole, I mean, yeah, he got thrown in the whole Triple H Undertaker thing, right? But he screwed up when he came out and said, when I retired, I stayed retired. Yeah. Well, maybe that's true, though. Maybe he really just doesn't, doesn't want, wrestle. want to wrestle anymore. You know, he's, he's found Jesus. Wow. And he runs a wrestling school. And... Does he in Texas? Yeah. Mm, interesting. So, but our match was CM Punk, Punk Shawn Michaels, Michaels, and Daniel, and Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Daniel Bryan with the yes, yes, yes would be funny. I could see Triple H doing, I mean, uh, HBK doing, doing the, the, the chop. And CM Punk has the right to censor guy, like no. going. <laughs> oh, the CM Punk guy just going like, "That's it, everybody. Just keep playing to him. Keep playing to them and their yeses and their crotch chops." I'm That's, trying to have a wrestling match right, here. This is a real wrestling match. Uh, I'm gonna sit here until all of you stop chanting yes. Fuck. 
another pipe bomb speech when he shit talks HBK. Oh, and Shawn, you mean Shawn Michaels who told us his whole career that he didn't screw Brett over and then he did and they hug it out? Yeah, okay, that's Shawn Michaels? Or the reality you, star Daniel Bryan? You, you I, I'm give available him, for writing, by the you, way. You this. give CM Punk carte blanche again? They will never let him do that, ever. Even if he came back and paid him whatever he pay that man his money whatever he wanted they would still have censor like, him yeah, to yeah, no you can't go out there you ha- yeah you were, we'll cut your mic as I soon as you go off the lawsuit click <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to tell you all the things click <laughs> john cena was banging <laughs> when he was married to his other woman in Massachusetts. click <laughs> And then you just see him like yeah. popping the mic, and nothing's happening, and he just walks out. He's like, "Fuck it!" Can you imagine that? It'll be like it'll, it won't be a Montreal screw job. It'll be a CM Punk screw job. They yep. just bring him back to do that to to stick it to him. That would be that would be hilarious. Hilarious. And then he's sitting in the ring. I'm not leaving. <laughs> it would be awesome. We are available for both writing. And the NHL gigs, we can do double. Absolutely. If you could, if you can sign us to one show, and then we can the rest of the time we can do. Look, we can just sit here. We can we can write out a whole month's worth of stuff and let the let the wrestlers be creative, run their own speeches and 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 all and and their they're, gimmicks. But they're not. I know that 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 has. Very few guys can do it. But we're talking about a company that thought the goon was a good idea. <laughs> The Goon. And the Gobbledygooker. Bastion Booger. We're redoing like two weeks ago shows now. <laughs> We're tired and punchy. I don't know what you're talking about. I got three shows already in I j- Jesus Christ, dude. I swear, by the end of like this week, we're going to have like... We're going to be done with 2020. At this rate. Done, yeah. yeah. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for promoting. Listening. Applying everything for the High Stakes and Super Kicks podcast, hsskpod.com, Twitter, Facebook, a whole bunch of social media sites. I do believe we were also added to the TuneIn app. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're all over the internet. Literally, I think, yeah, tell your friends, share. That's the most important thing, share it. You like hockey, you like wrestling, you like one or the other, just download the show. You get 45 minutes of one, you get 45 minutes of the other. Pick your 45 minutes. It's, I'm not gonna lie; it's gonna get more hockey heavy yeah. as the season. Starts. And I think as more as the wrestling stuff happens, it's gonna be more relegated to the big pay per views: your Rumble, your your Survivor Series, your unless something major or somebody major. Yes, comes like back. Hulk Hogan and, and CM Punk come back to NWO to it. But, but. Hogan. <laughs> All right, so for Rob, I will leave the last word to Mr. David. Anything for anyone else? <laughs> 